Welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. On behalf of myself, Professional Sutton, Chris G., The Rocket Report, and SP, we appreciate you for tuning in. Don't Shoot the Messenger is an unfiltered, unedited, opinionated sports podcast. Our goal is to enlighten and to spread knowledge about the things that are current in sports. Now, we're not going to sit up here and say that we are a news because we're not. Our views isn't to sway you politically, but definitely in the sports realm, we definitely want you to be on our side. We have fun and we love what we do. Since this is your first time, or maybe it might be your eighth time or even 20th time, we want you to experience the listening pleasure as if it was your very first time. So if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe all over podcast platforms. Also, if you have Facebook, you can go to your Facebook and type in Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast, where you can like and also follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, Real DSTM, and also on Twitter, Real DSTM1. And we are bringing this unedited, unadulterated, and fun podcast everywhere podcasts are sold or told or however you want it. But again, thank you so much for subscribing and listening to the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. Welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. Yes, we are on the rainy but fabulous New Year's Eve of 2018 heading into 2019 it has been a wonderful tremendous year by far but before i go uh start i should say i want to shout out 94.3 wybc the rhythm of the city who are sponsoring this podcast today i also want to thank my crew my boys my family my brothers the rucker report Deshaun rucker and chris g chris gay also want to thank Shannon Person. She's uh, uh, on our team as well. Uh, she's handling all the other stuff, all the logistics for what we do. Also, uh, to Myra, my love, she's been holding me down, you know, putting out, um, you know, content for the Don't Shoot Investor podcast page, making sure we get the followers. Um, so, you know, definitely a team on a Don't Shoot Investor back. And also... I want to thank my good friend, Randell Burns, man, Quiet Conversation, him and Mr. Pav, who have been instrumental in another podcast that I have. It's called Quiet Conversation. That podcast is also dope as well. Um, if you have not gone, if you don't know about it, go check out Quiet Conversations. It is so dope. And you're going to get a great perspective from three different people, like you do on Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast, but... You know, we got more content coming in it and it's gonna be dope. So so yeah, definitely check that out, man. Quiet conversations. Um if you want to hit us up, you know, please go on uh Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast on Facebook. Um, that's where we have all our content. Uh we also have a real DSTM on Instagram. We have content up there as well. Also Twitter, real DSTM one. Um coming for the new year. I would like to get more acclimated with that, more involved. Um, being that school is almost done, guys. I, I got a few more, you know, months left. I got to finish my internship and take some tests, and then I'll be all set to have my uh, licensed professional counseling um, 
you know, license. <laughs> I don't want to say degree, but my but my master's degree, I'll be getting it anyway. But, you know, I got to take a licensure, um, you know, so I can become a professional counselor, if you will. But it's been a great year for me, like I said, uh, with with the with the with the podcast moving on, people starting to recognize it more. Also being on the radio, I want to thank uh Mr. Juan Castillo for giving me the opportunity to actually have another platform pushing that. Um if you don't know, I'm on ninety four point three WYBC, the rhythm of the city. Um you can also find that if you are not in the Connecticut area, that's nine four three WYBC dot com. That's nine four three WYBC.com. I'm up to every day, uh, weekday, Monday through Fridays from uh, 6 to 10. So you can catch me up there as well. I have what's called the WYBC Sports Report. So, yes, that is dope. You can check that out every morning around like 7.20. Um, I'll be up there talking sports and, you know, just giving some updates on the local teams, man. And it's fun just having, a, you know, family. Uh, I got Rasan. You got Candy Super Producer Big Earn and of course Juan Castillo, who is the man at the hour, who is the who's was the guy who's in charge at large. You know, you'll say, but um but just definitely working on some new stuff. So, you know, moving forward, I wanna keep pushing the don't shoot the messenger brand, but I also want to hopefully, you know, push the radio thing further and further and further and just learn, man, really learn what it is to, you know, be involved with the with the whole radio aspect so i had to get my little spiel before i started so if you still with us yeah um thank you thank you thank you for all the new listeners and everybody that's returning but i'm just going to dive right into it the dallas cowboys are freaking nfc east division champions and listen i want to take my hands to the dallas cowboys because i was one of the people who was talking cold cash junk about the cowboys not because I don't like the Cowboys. Being a 49er fan, just, you know, it's always that rivalry from the 80s to the 90s. But when you're talking about the Cowboys fans, I mean, you have some of the most obnoxious fans that there are. And I will tell you what's what is so weird is that when Dallas Cowboys are winning, their fans are quiet. When they are losing, you would think that they are undefeated. So, again, as you start to see Dallas, you know, you know rattle off 7-8, I mean, their fans really humble, man. You know, their fans really humble. Not all of them, though. Not all of them. But a lot of their fans were really humble. But I think it's so dope that the that the Dallas Cowboys, man, made that crazy run. And just to see how they did it, man, persevered. And they did it with a quarterback who I was so on board with and shout out to my boy Aaron Scott Fleming who was not a big Dak fan but I was you know I was trying to say okay well you know maybe he you know he's just trying to acclimate it maybe he's you know he's he's learning the system but by God just the way he was tearing apart his team it's like Dak what are you doing he couldn't hit guys open he couldn't really get get that get the niche of being a, a starting quarterback you know what i mean but he has some good weapons around him who kind of masked that towards the end of the season as you know but seeing the cowboys frustrated with him you know what i mean and just watching him not being able to to get a dump pass not be able to you know probably hit a hit a freaking five-yard slant you know missing guys wide open I mean, you know, because some quarterbacks, when you're watching them, some QBs, they don't have certain, 
you know, uh, uh, um, strengths in their arsenal, if you will. Like you see some guys who they maybe can't get it in and they, you know, they can't get the, you know, ball right in the, in the tight spaces. You know, they don't have that rocket of arm, but they know how to manage. Like when you think of Tom Brady, you don't think of him having a cannon for arm. You think of him being kind of like a field general. You know, you think of Peyton Man, you think of him being a surgeon. You think of Brett Favre, you think of Brett Favre being someone who, who, who was gutsy, who can get it in that tight window. When you think of Dak, you're like, Dak, what are you doing? Like, like, what is your niche? And I think this year what he was doing, uh, he was he was so comfortable in the pocket because he was trying to get out of that stigma that he just runs the ball. And you can tell that he wasn't comfortable. But even when games where he was able to be comfortable, he still would look subpar at best. I mean, he was he was he was really hindering the offense at times, you know. And I was someone who was like, listen, man, I'm going to get Dak some credit. You know, I'm going to try to run with Dak. I'm going to try to, you know, see what, you know, he can do. But my gosh, the fumbles and interceptions, it, it, w- it was just horrible, horrible, horrible watching him. And you can't even, like, you know, mask some of that. And, and like, there was no excuse, like, Dallas offense is 22nd in the league, 22nd in the league. And when you're talking about yards per game, right? Dallas Cowboys had, let me see, yards per game. uh, Let me see here, 343 yards per game. And again, a lot of that was because of Zeke was able to run the ball and Zeke was able to open up that offense, you know, adding Amari Cooper, you know, having guys like Cole Beasley, Elliott. So Dallas found their way at the right time in the season, which is weird because you start to see the de- uh, decline in Dak. And I say decline because he wasn't as sharp as he should have been. Dallas should have been winning a lot more games comfortably than they were, and he should have been controlling the offense more. But I think that, again, you have you have players around him who are able to make big plays in big moments. Like if you looked at Cole Beasley uh, play when they were playing the Giants, you know, yesterday, and Cole Beasley caught that ball like fourth and forever. But, again, Cole Beasley doesn't make that play. It's tough. But I'm going to give Dak credit because Dak was able to get the ball there. But again, if you are controlling a game like that, then that should not be the issue, you know. So a lot of knock on Dak. But what I'm hoping is that during the, during the, during the playoff run, Dak can actually you know show up and show out. You know, I hope that Dak can actually be a threat because I want to see Dak go against a go against a quarterback like Russell Wilson and use his feet more. You know, become dangerous. Make the make those. Make the offensive, make those defensive coordinators cringe. Make that Seattle defense like, okay, what are we gonna do? Okay, so guess what? You want to blitz me? We're gonna go over top. You don't want to blitz me? I'm gonna get the ball to Zeke. And if we don't get the ball to Zeke, then guess what? I'm running the ball. It should be a three-headed weapon in Dallas going, playing against Seattle. Seattle Seahawks should be like, what are we going to do? And I don't think that Seattle really has that. Feel. I don't think a lot of people watching the game thinks that Dallas is going to come here and ramsack Seattle. Now, what I will say is I think that Dallas will win that game. 
I really think that Dallas is going to be my surprise team going into the NFL champion, NFC championship. I think that Dallas is going to do a great job of surprising a lot of teams, and a lot of teams are going to be shocked by what Dallas is going to bring to them. Because whatever you want to say about Dallas, whatever, you know, you can say that Dallas stink, you can say whatever, but I'm telling you what, their defense is pretty good this year. Their defense is pretty, pretty, you know, top-notch when you're talking about defenses in the whole scheme of things, you know, because I think that we were so used to Dallas having these names and Dallas really not doing what they need to do in terms of having a solid defense. Now, you know, I'm looking at the NFL.com and I'm looking at a lot of the statistics and, you know, again, Dallas did take a drop within the last few weeks. Now, if you know Dallas, then it is, it is, it is pretty tough because, Dallas tend to drop, especially you can see the drop happening around Christmas time, and then that leads into the playoffs because we know in December Dallas does not play very well. Right now, when you're talking about uh, you know game stats and just, just total defense, Dallas is sitting at 26. But I think that that is very very underrepresentative to what Dallas can do. You know, I, I I don't I don't I don't think that that really represents Dallas and 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 what Dallas can do. You know, having an inside linebacker like you know Van Der Esch, I think that you know that young man he is a stud. You know, even coming into the league, I think that a lot of people were kind of skeptical of him. He wasn't a big name. He comes from a decent size, you know, mid major if you will school. But again, he he can he can play the ball sideline to sideline. He can and he can uh, stuff the middle, but. I I want people to not focus on that Giants game. I want people to focus on Dallas defense is what's going to be the key to them winning and going far. Now, Dallas will win more than that one game. Again, I think that Dallas has a 4-2 right now. And, and again, don't let these few games fool you now. But I think that Dallas can really match up well with the Saints, and they showed that already. And and you know, and I know a lot of people are saying, well, listen, if you go back into time, and you know, Dallas already, you know, uh, uh, in two thousand and nine, Dallas had beat the Saints, and the Saints were able to come back, and the Saints were able to do this, and the Saints. Okay, but history is not going to repeat itself. I know people are waiting on that, and listen, I love Drew Brees. I I really love Drew Brees, but we talking about that fire. Like I think Dallas has that fire. Dallas has that fire to just dig deep and to have the will to win. Because when you're winning so much, I think that you tend to take your foot off the gas, and you don't get as hungry as you as you should be at times. Especially when you have a bye week. Especially when you are coming off of of a major, major wins. But again, when you're playing tough, tough games, you know, it is, it is, it is kind of tough for you. You know, let's see. So from November 11, Dallas beat Philly, Atlanta, Washington, New Orleans. Philly was a tough team. Indianapolis was a tough team. Tampa Bay. And that Giants game was pretty, pretty tough. Pretty, pretty tough. 
Okay. And they held that Colts. I'm sorry. They held. Yeah. They 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 held a Colts offense to zero points, and they also held New Orleans to just ten points. So it's they beat Philly twice. You know, within that within that month span. So I want people not to look at Dallas and say, okay, Dallas is not going to be good. But I'm telling you, they are really going to shock a lot of players. They are going to shock a lot of players. A lot of people are going to be really, 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 really like, wow, like this is the same Dallas team from before. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Dallas is going to find a way to win. I think that Dallas this year is really, really hungry. You know, so that's that's my surprise team, man, is the is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, one team I think that they will have problems with. Now that will be the Rams, but again, how is the bye week is how is the bye week gonna affect them? Is everyone healthy? You know? Is Todd Gurley gonna be able to come against that tough Dallas defense? That's what you gotta look at. That's what you got to look at. Because I'm telling you, man, it's it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's really not going to be a cakewalk that everybody think that it's, that it's going to be, man. So I think Dallas will go a little farther than what people say they were. Super Bowl, not yet. Not just yet. I, I don't I don't I don't see the Super Bowl just yet. I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. But I think that Dallas is really going to shock a lot of people, and they're going to shock a lot of teams. So right now, man, I have Dallas, you know, really, really, really surprising a lot of people. Yeah, really, 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 really surprising a lot of people. Listen, don't look at the numbers, man. That's cool. That's cool. But don't look at numbers. Look at when Dallas was in it. And they are my sleeper team of this year, the Dallas Cowboys. And again, I wasn't on the train very, very heavy. No, I was not. I'm not going to lie to you. But they surprised me. Another game that is going to be tough is this Philly and the Bears, man. Are the Bears for real? The defense is for real now. But is Mitch Trubisky going to be for real? Is he going to be able to play? And that's the question. Again, you have another hungry team like Philly. Philly snuck in, man. Philly snuck in. Philly said, listen, we're the defending champions. We're going to show you something. We're going to show you why we are champions. And they're speaking out wins and they're, and they're moving along. I mean, listen, they're doing it with a limp leg, but guess what? God dang it, they're in it. They are in it. I think that the that the that the that the Bears are a season away from getting to where they need to be, but I just don't think that they are ready just yet. But again, I won't be surprised if they beat the Eagles. But I'm telling you what, the Eagles not come laying down. The Eagles not come laying down. One game that I'm not really looking forward to is the Colts against against the Texans, man. I'm not a believer in the Colts, and I'm definitely not a believer in the Texans. I'm not a believer in Texans. Now, here's the difference. When you watch Dallas and what they did their their last few games, okay, they took a dip, but again, they were winning, they were hungry. You watching the Texans hold on, man. You watching the Texans really holding on to life the last few games. The Texans 
were not looking like a team who really wanted to be there. They were happy to be there. But again, they weren't like blowing you out of the world like, okay, wow, the Texans are here. Wow, okay, Texans, like, this is what we're doing. Again, they 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 took that dip. They took that dip, and it's just like, uh, okay, are we at the same place again? What are we doing, Texans? What are we doing? You know, let's look at the Texans. They, you know, they beat the Jaguar 23, okay. Then Philly came and beat them. Then the Jets gave them a run for their money, 29 to 22. They got beat by the Colts already. Cleveland, you know, they beat Cleveland, but it was a tough one. They beat the Titans. Washington, that was a tough game. Denver, so it's really gonna be a tough one when they gotta play the Colts, man. And again, I don't I don't I don't think that they can beat the Colts. I really don't think they can beat the Colts. So that's my least favorite game. But one game I really wanna see, man, because of Phillip Rivers. Is the Los Angeles Chargers, aka San Diego Chargers, against the Baltimore Ravens? And I really want Phillip Rivers to get this hump off his back, man, because this guy, man, he's been <clears throat> one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the, in the NFL since he's been there. Now, some of that he does deserve. I think that uh, I don't want to say he deserves, but it's just like some. Some guys I'll just give kind of like they just don't have that umph and they have that bad juju. And I think that, you know, Philip Rivers is just one of those guys, man. It's like he has a team. He'll try to, he'll, you know, he'll keep pushing, he'll keep pushing, and then guess what? They lose. But then you got the resurgence of the Ravens, man. I'm telling you what, man, the Ravens, they came and they just like, listen, Lamar Jackson, like, I'm here, free Kodak. We doing this. We doing this. You know? And that was a great game by the Browns. But again, when you got teams that are hungry like that, when you got teams that are hungry, man, it's it's a different ball game. And you got the Chargers who's hungry, and you got the Baltimore Ravens who are hungry. That game right there will be the game of the week. The Ravens and the Chargers will be the game of the week. It's going to be tough for me because whoever loses is going to be bittersweet, man, because I want to see Lamar Jackson. I want to see Phillip Rivers go. That game is going to be, for me, a tough game to swallow. But I know it's going to be a good game. It's not going to be a blowout. That 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 Texans game, I'm telling you right now, it's, it's going to be ugly early. Mistakes are going to show early for the Texans. But that Baltimore and that Chargers game, oh, that's going to be something to watch, man. That's going to be something to watch. And I cannot wait to watch it. I cannot wait to watch that. I cannot wait to watch that. So, sticking with the NFL, <laughs> Marvin Lewis has finally resigned. No, 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 I'm lying. The Browns say, listen, Marvin, we're going to have to let you go. Now, I know that my boys, they're like, well, why are you hating on Marvin? He's a brother. He's getting out. That's cool. Listen, I love to see, you know, my African-Americans do do their thing. I love it. I love to see when you got people, you know, making it. I love to see it. I love to see it. However, however, if you cannot get one playoff win in 15 years, 
oh, and it's time for you to go. It is time for you to go because I think that what happens is what what I be trying to tell, you know, my my comrades, my brothers, my amigos, upset is that when you are allowed to have mediocrity, then when the white coach come, they're gonna they're gonna be allowed to have minimal mediocrity, and and their mediocrity is going to be less. It's going to be more chances because we know how that works in NFL. I don't want to get too political, but people say, well. But white coaches do get shot, and that's true. But also, you know, uh, we don't have too many black coaches that get shots. That's true. But also, respecting the game, it's like, what is he doing? And then people are going to say, well, what have the Bengals done before he got there? And I'm going to ask you, what has he done since he got there? Well, they had a, they had a good record. Okay. That does not translate to playoff wins. If he had five playoff wins in the 15th season, I would have said, okay, cool. That's about, you know, more than a quarter of, you know, playoff wins since he's been there. Okay, cool. Even three, but not to get one playoff win. People say, well, it's not his fault. What do you mean it's not his fault? Once you get there, you got to continue to do something. You, you have to get one win. And I just think that Marvin Lewis, I think that he he and the Browns had a good relationship. And that's what I do like to see. I will say that because you don't have a lot of owners. You don't have a lot of uh, general managers. You, you don't have a lot of people, you know, within the NFL who see it as like, okay, well, well, you're our guy. We're going to keep you. It's more of a business. And I get that. But after a while, you know, <laughs> this business looking like uh, <laughs> it's looking broke there, you know. It's looking broke, you know, and these owners are going to make money, you know, you know, let's, let's, let's not forget this is the NFL. They're going to make their money, but also you got to win to make more money, you know, and people say, well, it's not his fault. The owner's cheap. Okay. It's cool. But also I would like to see, you know, now on the flip side of that, I would like to see Marvin Lewis in a situation where he can run a successful defense somewhere, which I which I know he will be able to, and start to win, start to get some playoff wins like when he was with the Ravens. And I think for me, it's seeing him, seeing someone beat a dead horse and nothing is happening, then that's when it's like, whoa, like what are we doing here? We are spinning the wheels for what? You know what I mean? Like we are spinning the wheels and nothing is happening, you know? Let me see. Uh, keep it down. Sorry, I'm talking to my family. Uh, because they're a little loud. I'm just not going to hear it. The mic's picking it up. But I want to see Marvin Lewis in a successful situation. Now, if we got to hit the reset button, let's hit the reset button. Let him go back to being defensive coordinator. After he be that defensive coordinator, then he can get another job. I'm sure he'll be able to get another job. I'm sure he'll be able to get another job. And then, and then people say, okay, well, where is he going to go? Who, who, who needs him? Somebody would need him. I mean, but come on, man, 15 years and no playoff wins? I mean, that's just, that's, just, that's just not cool, man. That's not cool. We got to get something now. Got to be able to get some type of win, you know? So, you know, let's do something. 
So I just I just want to really see Marvin Lewis win. And and I know that my boys are really gonna, you know, get on me for this and say, No, you don't. Yes, I do. I want to see Marvin win like the next man, but I want to see him do it the right damn way though. Come on now. Come on. Let's Marvin come on, Marvin Lewis. Hit that reset button. Now I like that you said, hey, I want Hugh Jackson up next. That you endorse Hugh, and that's cool. You know, we know Hugh was just let go by the Browns, but he's probably not going to be there much longer. But guess what? You guys can go together. You guys can go to another team. I'm telling you what, they <laughs> Dallas, Green Bay, got a few teams that will need you guys. Yeah, man, got a few teams that could probably could use you. And I know Dallas' uh, defensive coordinator right now is probably looking really good, but I'm telling you what, though, uh, they need some help with the Jets. Cause Jets got a pretty good defense, man. They just need a good all good defensive coordinator who can really help them out, man. And definitely Green Bay, man. I would love to see how that's gonna move right there. But you know, but I but I had the fellas, you know, and we could talk about that. Now, so shouts out to my girl SP, man. And she 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 shared this and we shared it to the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast page. So that's a plug. If you want to see up to date sports events and uh what's going on hit our page up we got your boy floyd money mayweather boxing now a while back floyd mayweather said hey listen this is just a ploy this is nothing you know you know it it, it, it's not gonna happen you know don't even don't even worry about it you know it's it's just just all talk and then we turn around and see Floyd Money Mayweather fighting some guy from Japan, in Japan, named Tenshin Nashakawa. Nasukawa, sorry. Tenshin Nasukawa. Yes. I'm going to tell you what, Floyd was playing with the guy. It looked like a little exhibition match. Floyd wasn't taking it seriously. Floyd was just toying with dude. You know, Floyd Floyd was like, listen, you know, I, I'm I'm not even worried about this. You know, this is this is this is this is this is cool, but I'm not worried about this right now. And then you see Floyd throwing a little jazz toying with the guy. So then uh I'm gonna say what's his name? Tension. Tension. Start to get a little cute with Floyd. Floyd said, Let me let me tell you a little ass something. Let me tell you something, little boy. And you see Floyd boom 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 boom. And then you see Floyd pow hit him. Ooh. Nice body shot. Tension, like I don't know what I got myself into, but it's real. Now when you look at it, it looked like some little theatrical. It, it, it looked like tenchu, tension was just like, yo, what? <laughs> come on, buddy. We ain't supposed to be doing this here. Tension, being a man, you know, having respect. Say, listen, Floyd, you ain't gonna disrespect me like that. Let me, sh- let me show you something, Floyd. And he tried to throw some nice little combination. Floyd, let me tell you something. Boom! Punches. I mean, he he punches dude in the head, and I and I love how to pee, you know, you know, access off the mic. You hear that pop. But Floyd punched this dude in the head, man. You see this dude head look like it was about to come off his shoulders, man. I'm like, oh my gosh. And Floyd was like, listen, 
I'm showing you that this ain't no game. I'm a real boxer out here. Don't play with me. I don't care how old I am. Don't play with me, boy. Don't play with me. And it was pretty much a rap after that. You see the dude not getting his legs back and, you know, dude just looked like he was just in the world of trouble, man. You know, he, he was, you know, he, he got his head snapped off, man. And again, check out Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. You can see the whole fight. It wasn't, it was like a, it was a one round knockout, you know, Floyd. And this guy got to be small because, because, because Floyd looked bigger than this guy. Floyd looked really bigger than this guy, man. Oh, my God. By that third hit, man, this guy couldn't even get up, man. This guy couldn't even get up. He looked like he was drunk. He looked like someone slipped him something. Floyd tatted on the ass, man. Tatted on the ass. And it was just crazy. But I'm going to have my boy Chris Gate talk about this, man. I want Chris Gate to, to uh, really, you know, dive into what's going on here, man, and you know, give us some perspective on the situation with Floyd because, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. You know, I, I, I was, I was, I was really amused by the fight. You know, seeing seeing Floyd Mayweather facing someone of this caliber, and knowing Floyd Mayweather was far superior, and people saying, "Well, why wouldn't Floyd, you know, actually go against someone who's better?" You know. But why? His legacy is already cemented. He doesn't need to prove anything. You know, I think people want to see new fights, but we don't we don't need to, you know? So, you know, eh, so don't even worry about that. Floyd Mayweather got his $9 million. You know, he jumps on and he'll be doing his thing again and we'll continue to see Floyd Mayweather, you know, become the champion that he is, so. Shouts out to Floyd Mayweather getting that bag real easy, early. But definitely going to have Chris talk about that fight and, you know, what that what that fight means. Cause, but, again, it was, a, it, was a, it was a really good fight. Shouts out to Floyd for doing his stuck dizzle, man. You know what I mean? Floyd did his thing, though. So, shouts out to him. But, yeah, so I wanted to get that podcast out really quick, man. And I wanted to... You know, just have another one in the bag before the year ends because obviously I love what I do, man. I really love everything about doing this podcast and it's only going to get better. I'm only going to learn a little bit more. So, yes, keep your eyes open, you know, watch for what we have in store because it's going to be fun. And guess what? I can't wait to talk about my godfather, Tom Brady, and what he is going to do in the NFL playoffs. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. And we're probably going to have a guest come on and talk about his Dallas Cowboys. I want him to talk about his Dallas Cowboys. I don't know who that would be. I, I, I offer Juan Gardner. I might have him and Aaron Fleming come on. I don't know if I could do both of them, though. Yes, I don't know if I can deal with both of them, but we shall see. We shall see, you know. So that's that's going to be fun, and and that's and that's going to be great. But anyway, you guys have a safe and fun New Year. Be safe, drink responsibly, man, and just think about what goals you want to set for the New Year coming. 
because tomorrow is not promised and it is really, really going to be you who can change everything about yourself. So even though it's a new year, some people, they don't like to make a resolution. That's fine. But just try to become a better you and who you are. Strive for your goals and never give up. Never let anyone tell you that you can't do something that you believe you can. And that's it from your boy, Professional Sutton. Remember to follow us. Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast on Facebook. Don't Shoot the Messenger on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, and every other podcast platform. So please do not be selfish. Share this with some people. All right. God bless. Good night. Happy New Year.